Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Darkest Before Dawn I've written a long article ready for publication and it's titled The Dark Night of Our Nation's Soul. It was drawn from Isaiah 59. However, the Holy Spirit has arrested me and directed me to rethink when and if I should publish it at all. You see, my aim was to focus on the light of revival as the only viable solution to our nation's many woes. Now, this conviction has not changed. But there is another way I can express it other than bemoaning the darkness. For instance, the next chapter in Isaiah is, of course, chapter 60. And this chapter starts with the gloriously well-known passage which reads, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 2. Now, what is very noticeable about this statement by Isaiah is that the first verse is in the present tense, while the rest of the passage is in the future tense. You see, your light has come, glory has risen upon you, and then darkness shall cover, and glory will be seen. Chapter 59 presents Israel as living in deep moral and material darkness. Yet in his next breath, the prophet tells them that God's light has already risen upon them. Israel is like a man standing in the deepest darkness who is unaware that behind him a light is already shining. Now he cannot see the light because it's behind him and the shadow cast before him. It's very deep indeed and very dark. This was Israel's condition, but I believe it's also our current condition. Before us and around us we see and sense darkness, but you know perhaps we need to turn around in order to see the light. In our church's service this last Sunday, we sang a song with a chorus line which reads, And all my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so good. And as I sang those words, I was praying silently. I was saying, It's true, Lord. You have been so good and so faithful to me. Thank you, Jesus. Now, of course, there have been hard parts in my personal history, with all the pain and confusion and sadness that is part of life. However, when I think back, I can see that God's goodness, grace and mercy has always shone brightly. The problem is that sometimes, like these present days, our eyes get blinded by the darkness and just cannot see the light behind us. This, of course, is an illusion, because darkness is just the perceived absence of light. It cannot blind us. However, if we can't see too well in the darkness, unless we turn around and catch the glimmers of light reflecting off our past realities and our current circumstances. The light of the Lord is a spiritual and not a physical light, of course. It shines from a dimension beyond the perception of our normal six senses. The spiritual light enters our world through many windows, such as the scriptures, that's a window, the inner spirit, and 
the fellow disciples that we have around us, they're windows to the light of Jesus. If we stop searching for the light in the scriptures, then we turn our backs on the light. If we cease seeking for the light within our spirits, then darkness dominates our spiritual vision. In addition, when we sever contact with other spiritual believers, then we isolate ourselves from the light that shines through the windows of their souls. The COVID-19 lockdown has been a brutal thing in so many ways and has isolated each of us into our own small corners. Do you remember that children's song that we used to sing in Sunday school about our small corners? You know, the one that goes, Jesus bids us shine with a clear, pure light, like a little candle burning in the night. In this world of darkness, so we must shine. You in your small corner, and I in mine. <laughs> well, to benefit by the light that we each bear, we need to connect together. And this is one of the reasons that the gathering of the church is so important. You know, if I had not been in the church service on Sunday, I would not have sung of God's faithful goodness towards me. I would not have heard others testifying to this. And I would most likely not have seen the light all around me. You know that passage in 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For God said, Let light shine out of darkness. He made his light to shine in our hearts and give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Now, there are two ways in which the light is before us. There's a past and there's a future tense of this. Isaiah probably had absolutely no idea that he was not only encouraging Israel, but also prophesying the coming of the Messiah. Speaking of Jesus Christ, the Apostle John wrote that in him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. That's John 1, verses 4 and 5. See, Jesus is the light of the world, both 2,000 years ago, when he walked on earth, and now. Every person who is born again of the Spirit is a light bearer, and a member of what Paul described as the kingdom of light. That's in Colossians 1.12. We are fellow sons and daughters of the light. 1 Thessalonians 5.5. 5. But in another sense, the light is still before us on the timeline of this age. It's still to come. It's ahead of us. It's before us. In Revelation 21 verse 23, John uses the analogy of a city to describe heaven. And he writes that it does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. However, the same book of Revelation hints strongly at a foretaste of the light of heaven in a last and greatest spiritual revival. However, we only have to read the Bible and then consider church history to see that God sends the light of revival in the darkest times. Our present times are very dark, and not just from load shedding in South Africa, by the way. You know, it's, it's very dark around the world and here in South Africa. So, should we not expect God to send revival, his light, into this great darkness? Should we not? Yeah, I think we should. In the yet-to-be-published article I referred to earlier, I gave revival as the only truly foreseeable positive scenario for the future of South Africa. However, we cannot generate true revival, no matter how much we declare it, structure it, or pretend that it's already here. 
Revival is a sovereign act of God, preceded only by prayer. A few years ago, I write, wrote a series on revival. And you can read that on my Truth is the Word series. Oh, you can, of course, of course, purchase the book which I've written about this, which is on Amazon. Now, I actually urge you to do this because our need for revival is critical and it's urgent. And we need to be asking God to send it ASAP. So, within our current darkness, we have past, present and future light. We have the light of Jesus who was and is the very light of the world. We have the light of our remembrance of the light of the Lord in our own lives. We have the light of fellow light bearers all around us. And we have the great light of future revival and ultimately heaven. Now this is why Paul can write this. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord, and have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. Finally, that's why Paul wrote in Ephesians 5 verses 8 through 14 these wonderful words, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. So for the light bearers, keep looking towards the light of Jesus. Even in these dark, dark times, seek the light of revival. Pray for it, ask for it, and believe it. And surely God's light will break out into our darkness. A great light in the greatest darkness. God be with you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pebbler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth 